success we are on welcome back for season two of the from mess to success podcast a podcast where we discover explore and unpick people's from mess to success journeys i'm your host justin founder of from mess to success coaching author of you're fired you're hired and i'm on a mission to share stories from people who have moved from their version of mess to their version of success transforming their lives along the way and today i'm joined by two brilliant ladies karen long aka sozzle to sober and jill brown at jillian brown coaching ladies welcome to the show it's been a long time in the making how are you good evening <laughs> we're here finally I, yeah. I think i must have reached out to you karen like october november last year yeah 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 no i think actually it was about september i think it was september. when i just moved up here and um yeah we were like we're gonna get this in the diary and yeah six months on here we are <laughs> right okay so there's a bit of pressure here then so we need to make this really good because it's been like <laughs> six seven months in the making but we're here we're going to talk about um some some really cool cool stuff and some stuff that i've um I've become really sort of interested in and almost like a little bit passionate about as well, which which I'm going to talk through. So for the context of the listener, you two have formed sort of an online partnership really over the last year. And you've been talking about all things alcohol free, but in particular, you've been talking about this kind of mummy wine culture and you've been what I've seen is really debunking the myths around that. And when I first heard this, it really, really resonated. And it resonated with me, not because obviously I'm a mum, but because as I sort of, you know, explore and move into the AF space, I wasn't seeing anyone talking about this. I was, you know, obviously a lot talking a lot, a lot about other things within the AF space, which is amazing, which is great. But I wasn't seeing anyone really talk about this kind of debunking mummy wine culture relationship with our kids and i thought you know what that's 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 super interesting so um so here we are so i thought where should where we should start is really where where did this idea stem from jill me yeah. so, well i suppose like both can and i have been on our own alcohol free journeys um and we both met while doing the coaching course with andy and through our triads, like our practice coaching triads, we obviously shared each other, shared our story with each other. And I think the similarities were glaringly obvious to Karen and I. And we just kind of connected on the struggle that we both had and how the mummy wine culture played quite a significant part in that. What do you think, Karen? Is that completely agree? Yeah, it was it was just like I don't know, this whole like mirror mirroring situation, wasn't it? And um, it was super clear to both of us um, for that first conversation that it's something we're really, really passionate about and something that, you know, we wanted to change. We'd been through um, difficult times and we'd come through them and we'd found another way. Mm-hmm. And actually the next sort of stage for both of us was that, you know, we wanted to help others and we wanted to get our message out there. And, yeah, we kind of formed this alliance and, um, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history and here we are. So, I mean, and, you know, for context, debunking the, the myths around mummy wine culture. So let's lay that out. So mummy wine culture is this kind of like, like 
society pressure, right, where mums are encouraged to drink because of their kids, something like that. It is basically what it is in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, it's like after a stressful day, which is caused mainly by having kids, you deserve a glass of wine at the end of it. And that then just kind of creates this vision almost of the busy working mum who is entitled to and deserves this glass of wine to deal with all the stresses that come with motherhood. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's this like vision of, yeah, this chaotic household with the mums literally at the end of a tether after a long day and it's like you're counting down to five o'clock to, you know, wine o'clock or till you've got your, your kids in bed so that actually then you get that reward, you you know, you deserve to have that wine time. Um yeah, so that is that is it in this, this amazing group that every mum needs to be a part of. Yeah, and why why do you think that is? Why you know what's why do you think society is sending out these messages? What what's you know what's what's behind it? Fundamentally, we want to be part of a tribe, don't we? We want to be part of this group. That's in our inherent nature, and. You know, I think if you don't want to be in that group or or you don't play your part in that group and you don't want to be involved in that whole culture, I think you feel ostracised. And I think as a mum, you know, in general, a lot of the time there is so much pressure on you anyway. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to be the best mum, to do the best by your kids. And it's just another pressure. And it kind of feels like you have to be in that clique. You need to be in that environment because everyone else is doing it. And it is. It's that kind of you know, one-upmanship as well between between mums. Um, I think as well, though, you've got to recognise the part that big alcohol plays in it. Like, these are busy mums who are stressed and that very vulnerability is targeted by the advertising of alcohol and, like, the particular branding of certain alcohols so it's not just mums that created this culture there's like very clever advertising and marketing as well um like you only have to look at like the certain gifts that are out there like the mummy wine cultures like t-shirts and branding and all sorts of things so yeah there's the mum facebook groups but there's also this like big marketing alcohol machine behind it as well yeah, like these, like these cheesy signs you see in kitchens, right? Which is you walk. I mean, I don't know the wording, but you walk into someone's kitchen. They've got the sign up on the wall saying, you know, mum, mum's, mum's o'clock or mum's time. I, I don't know, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's that. You know, they've probably been bought it as a gift by someone who's bought it, and it's in their kitchen. It's almost like making it totally acceptable, right? Yeah, I had one, I think, that said something along the lines of this house is full of laughter and Prosecco or, you know, something like that. And, you know, I was I was a part of that. And you just think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so what kind of, in terms of, I'm assuming that you were part of this culture, right? You were you were part of the, the mummy wine culture and, and that brigade at some point and bought into all the you know, the, the, the marketing and, and the hype around it. So at what point 
didn't that serve you anymore? Was it more that, you know, alcohol didn't serve you or was it like, oh, I'm just tired of all this kind of like, you know, this pressure and, you know, my, and I've got my kids around me. How does that, you know, how do you go from sort of being in that culture to then kind of going, do you know what, I've had enough? Um, for me, the culture part of it made the, and probably why I want to debunk it so much as the culture side of it, made it even more difficult for me to decide that I wanted to stop drinking alcohol. Like, I had the struggles of becoming a new mum and initially would drink to deal with the stress of it all. So in my head, I was like, oh, I can't even, I'm really struggling. I'm not a good mum. I'm not a good mum. And then on the other side, I was like, and I can't even drink like the rest of the mums either because I was aware that I wasn't happy with my drinking. So... I wasn't a good mum in parenting sense and I wasn't a good mum in the drinking sense and it just created this real sense of shame and loneliness as well. So I think once I finally got to terms and I'm now alcohol-free, I was like, and I've had the space to reflect back on that time a bit more honestly, I get quite angry about it. I feel almost quite exploited in a way by it. And I think that's what's led to me wanting to debunk it even more because I'm sure I'm not unique in the sense that I want to stop, I wanted to stop drinking, but I had this picture of a good mum coming at me from like in the parenting sense, but also in this drinking culture, fun type sense. Like you're meant to just relax and have fun with a drink. I wasn't relaxing or having fun with it. Um, so that's kind of where it kind of came from with me. Mm. I obviously couldn't see that at the time. It's now having had the opportunity to step back from it all and look with fresher eyes on it. Mm. Yeah, likewise. And I think for me as well, you know, I I had and I've always had anxiety. And, um, you know, I lived with that. I've lived with it since, you know, being a teenager. But when I had my children, obviously my anxiety went through the roof even more. Um, and it, yeah, the culture, it, it plays on that. It absolutely, you know, feeds off of that. And um, I just, I think I got to a stage where, you know, I was using it as a coping mechanism. You know, that that was my, you know, I, I didn't drink every day. I, I was more a binge drinker. Um, so I would, you know, have these binges um, when I was stressed. Mm. Um, but waking up the next morning and not being present for my children, not wanting to get up and make their breakfast, you know, not not wanting to go and have a fun day out or, or go and have that fun day out. I mean, the amount of times I've been to a soft play and literally just like wished <laughs> I could be back in bed because, you know, I had the hangover from hell. And that that isn't being a good mum to me, you know. I I just felt then even more guilty, even more anxious about what I was doing, but I couldn't get out of that cycle, you know. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and then yeah, I just got to the stage where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot, mm. you know, continue. Mm. I think like this cycle of lies that it creates. So. I mean, it's factually incorrect that you're going to have a glass of wine at night in order to relax. Like, it creates cortisol. Even a small amount creates cortisol in your body. So you're not you're not able to relax moving forward. 
And then the next day, if you're tired or hungover, you're creating even more stress on top of the mothering role that you want to do mm-hmm. so well. So it's just a cycle. The, the mummy wine culture is offering you the wine uh, and giving you the message that it's helping you rela- relax when it's actually doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Exactly. It's playing again. It's playing on that vulnerability that you are strung out. You're exhausted. You're tired. You, you know, having children is not, it's not an easy thing. It's not a walk yeah. in the park. I mean, definitely not in my experience anyway. <laughs> and that's what it, it's, it's latching onto the fact that we're saying, you know, we need to relax. We need some time out, you know, um, and it's not, it is, it's a lie. It's not actually giving you that. No, I agree. It is, it is a lie. It's, it's, we've been told, you know, we've been told to culturally accept that alcohol de-stresses us and that um, can actually help with sleep. And it does, it's now completely debunked. We, we now know, that, or everybody knows that who has given up alcohol, that actually by giving up alcohol, you become less stressed, less anxious, and you actually have um a much better sleep and obviously now there's like science coming out i mean the science has been there but i think it's more coming to the surface now about the the power of 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 good sleep right and you know and then we're all start i I think there's going to be a lot more of this coming coming to the surface so i think that's um that's sort of really interesting as to why we get told this stuff um I, i i don't know it's just um it but it looks as though that all of this, you know, is going to eventually just become completely debunked. And everyone, more and more people are just catching on that actually I've been I've been fed a lie, right? Mm. You know, with the, the sleep thing, just touching on that, it's a double torture because if your children aren't sleeping well and you've got that broken sleep and, you know, you're waking up however many times in the night to see to the children or they're coming in wanting to get in your bed and then you're drinking and if you're anything like me, I would pass out <laughs> and then I'd be awake after like a couple of hours and I'd really then struggle to get back to sleep. I'd be thirsty, I'd feel rubbish, I'd toss and turn, I'd go, you know, hot. And, yeah, so it's like it is, it's like a double torture that you're giving yourself. So you're just not getting any kind of um, let up with resting and proper sleep, which you need. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So in terms of like going back to debunking the the mummy wine culture how are you specifically doing that at, at the moment obviously you're coaching but you're you know you're partnering you're doing lives on instagram you're you know are you how are you doing it but are you talking about just more all these benefits these benefits that we're talking about now or are you talking about more about you know relationship with kids is there an angle there or what's what's the kind of main the main specifics I think for me, it is about just having those conversations. I think more and more people are willing to listen to the conversations about giving up alcohol. Um, In my coaching, I'm aiming at women like myself because that's the experience Mm. that that I had. Um, I think, I suppose I would call myself a feminist. And while the feminist movement is great, it has given us this idea that we can do everything we can do absolutely everything. We can work like we're not a mum and we can be, yeah, work like we're not a mum and be mums like we don't work. And the stress of that just all 
all builds up. And I suppose what we need to try and encourage one another to do, like individually and collectively, is to say when we need help and actively look for safer, healthier coping strategies. Um, and that's not always easy because the easier way is just to open the bottle of wine at the end of the stressful day and just take time to be, that's like getting, help me feel rested at the time, quieting down the head noise and all the rest of it. It's hard work to take time and work out what is a safer coping strategy for you, but it's just so much more worthwhile to take that to take that time and to have the courage to say, I need I need help. Like not just with drinking, just with being a parent. Like yeah. just to say, this is bloody hard. There's not a day off. Do you know what I mean? There's no lunch break. There's no uh, flexi time or anything. But to be able to say openly, like I need help, I need you to do that. And I think now personally, having took a break from alcohol, I feel much more confident at being able to say, yeah, I can do that. No, I can't. Or no, I don't want to do that because I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. Whereas before it was just, oh, I'm really, really struggling. I'll have a drink or have a, I'll have some alcohol. So I think it's just about being honest with yourself and being honest with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. When I sort of embarked on this journey and same with you Joe I don't think there was anyone out there talking about it um you know I, I didn't find anyone that I could you know look at um that that was starting the conversation and that was actually saying you know this is this is okay you know there, there is another way you don't have to be part of it and then you know like I mean we're really lucky um to be involved in the community that we we met and and formed our friendships and um it is I think absolutely it's just about having the confidence to talk about it understanding there's another way and not being afraid of it you know it, you don't have to be it is okay to be different it is okay to you know stand up and do something different you don't have to be part of that crowd and feel that pressure and that for me has been incredibly liberating because I've always felt like I needed to be part of you know a group and you know I think with like my own self-confidence and that kind of thing I've almost wanted to always kind of go a bit unnoticed in a group you know and kind of get away with it but actually now no I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say you know it is okay you know admit it admit when you you know are having your struggles there's nothing wrong with that and we need to talk about it more we need to be having these open conversations yeah and are you seeing people wanting to sort of you know within this mummy wine culture and are you seeing people wanting to move away from it or are you seeing are you seeing more mums and you know saying something's not right here something or are you seeing you know uh, we talked a little bit about or fair about you know mother's day and the kind of type of cards that you see and the or the sort of promoting mummy wine culture are you seeing it kind of get bigger or is do you think it's just you know is it because you're just in that space and you're looking at it or do you think you know do you think that no actually people are really waking up here yeah well i well <laughs> 
Jill and I have seen some uh, absolutely shocking uh, examples of uh, yeah Mother's Day cards and things. And I think, oh, my word. I mean, I do think it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I do also feel like we could be on the cusp of something, you know, huge and a real turn um, in the tide. So I know that kind of is a bit of a... Yeah, double-edged sword. But I do, I do kind of feel, um, yeah, that people are starting to to question it. I really do feel that. Yeah, because I, I mean, obviously, from a marketing point of view, if if it sells and it's always going to get bigger, it's always going to grow, right? So, um, you know, it it makes sense that that whole, yeah, like Mother's Day cards and signs and t-shirts and whatever other, you know whatever other sort of adverts you see where mum's got a glass of wine in her hand because of, of a stressful day in front of the kids. If, if it sells, it's going to get bigger. But obviously, as the, you know, the AF space expands and there's more people talking about it like yourselves, then, you know, hopefully you'll get more people mm. kind of questioning that narrative like, like, like you two have. And, you know, I think um, sort of delicate subject, Karen, but you mm. talked about... I think it was on a live recently about this whole Nicola bully situation, right? Because this well, was, yeah. and this was obviously, it was a moment where, you know, this story uh, grabbed the nation, right? Um, it grabbed the nation for mm. all the, all the, re- the for, you know, all the reasons um, it did. But then there was that specific reason that, you know, it became apparent that Nicola had uh, a potential problem with alcohol. She's a mum. And then, you know, you were kind of saying, giving your thoughts on on that. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I found it so difficult. I really, really found that whole um, situation so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't, it sounds awful. Because it's it's not about me, or, you know, anything anything like that, and it was just a really really horrendous situation. But the similarities between myself and Nicola, the 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 mirror of that, you know, we're the same age, both menopausal, perimenopausal, both had our struggles with alcohol, both worked in a very pressurised industry, mm. and when they talked about how you know she was on that that team's call, and I I could just. I could pitch myself. I could literally mm-hmm. pitch myself and how I was a few years ago and, and thinking literally there, but for the grace of God, honestly, it just really, really affected me. And I I could almost put myself in her shoes and understand how I thought she was feeling. Obviously, I'll, you know, I'll never know how she felt, but it just, it really triggered me and it really, really got to me. And I just yeah. thought... Again, like I wish, you know, I wish I'd known her. I, you know, I, I wish I'd been able to reach out to her. I wish that, you know, someone could have supported her and that she'd got the help that I'd got and the support that I'd got. You know, because um, it, yeah, it literally, yeah, it, it, it could have very easily been me, and that's yeah. not to, you know, over. <laughs> dramatize my part or anything like that but yeah it really resonated 
Yeah, when it when when you can see yourself in that situation, yeah. that, that's when it resonates, right? When stuff resonates mm-hmm. with you, is when when it touches your heart because you can see yourself, and you know, I could see that you were really, really passionate about that, and mm. and that's the thing, you know. I mean, obviously, that's that's that situation is is tragic and it's an extreme, mm. but this is the you know is. This what I find in the AF space is that you want to help people because you know the benefits. It's you know there's a reason we're not all sitting here talking about this for the for the for, you know because it's a jolly or because it's a cool thing to do. We want to share our stories, everybody, who's because of how good life can be, you know, um, and that uh, you know, um, and, and that's why. I think that within the AF space, there's so many passionate people because you're like, you know, if you get fit and you're into, you know, if you're just a bodybuilder in a gym, people can see your muscles, you're passionate about it, they can see your results. But with um, the AF space, you, you know, your results is like, I need to talk about this. I need to let everybody know the the, the, the benefits because, you know, and it's like, you know, I want to be the benefit for you from what I've heard from from you two is that, you know, I'm becoming a better mum. And, and because I'm not I'm not doing this like all oh, four o'clock, I deserve a glass of wine. Why do you deserve a glass of wine? And what if it's making you more stressed and more anxious? It's like, let's try and get that message out. Let's tell it. So it kind of, you know, it, it, it can it can change people. And, and that's how you influence people. Right. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I I have never, ever been happier in my life. Literally, I never, I've got everything I could possibly want around me and, and I appreciate it and I can see it and I live it every day. And, you know, I'm not talking about like the material things in life. I'm talking about, you know, my family that I love and adore, the relationship that I've got back with my husband with my children you know I made the step of relocating I live in a place that I love and I don't know I just appreciate day-to-day life and it just fills me with joy and it didn't it didn't and literally there was not any joy at the bottom of a Prosecco bottle there really wasn't yeah and do you think you know going going alcohol free and that's yeah, so that's powerful you've said do you think it was the catalyst for the changes that's happened in your life because you've you know just for context i mean i know some of your story but you've you've moved from you've moved from essex to up north yeah <laughs> to sunny sunny barnsley sunny barnsley yeah. okay and also you're in the midst of sort of a bit of career change as well yeah so um i always loved yorkshire you know as a family we loved yorkshire we would come and visit and we were always like oh you know one day when we retire we'll we'll move and that kind of thing and then yeah going alcohol free it just it just gave that sense of anything's possible Mm. what are we waiting for so yeah last year we <laughs> we sold up and we moved you know 200 miles away and it's the best thing that we ever did um wow. and yeah i worked in in sort of retail banking for 25 years and um yeah i i changed that as well i am i do still work for a financial organization however it's a complete changed anything I did before I mean it's completely different and I've gone from you know uh, people management to 
managing myself. And yeah, it's again, it's something new and um I'm learning literally every day and, and I, I wouldn't have done that. No way. I wouldn't have had the confidence. I wouldn't yeah. have had the confidence to do it. I wouldn't have had the ability, the, you know, the, the mindset to do it. No way. Yeah, it's that confidence, isn't it? It's that. And it's it's like, um, for me, and it's like a natural confidence, right? I, I call it, you know, I, I like to talk about a bit about, and especially on the podcast and stuff, is a bit about that more authentic journey, right? So it's a, it's a more, it's not a woohoo, look at me kind of confidence. It's an authentic, you know, peeling back the real you, peeling back the layers of who you are, which... You know, when you're when you are drinking or you've got other poor lifestyle behaviors, it's you're clouded in this kind of or this mask of, you know, what I think it certainly for me is, is a fake confidence. And, you know, I think that what you're saying is, is that that is kind of like a, a real authentic confidence. Right. It's like that inner glow. I, I said it to uh, Leanne on the podcast. Um, so little mother, um, I said it's that ready break man glow. Um, we can all remember ready break, right? Yeah. Um, it's like that that guy who just like we we're watching his kids going, "What has he got glowing around him?" You know. Mm. So yeah, it's that it's that kind of confidence. Yeah, completely, completely. And I think you know, again, in that mummy needs fine gold. It is you just you just part of that, and it isn't authentic. It's not. It isn't real. It isn't real, and. Yeah, I live real, well, we live real lives now, don't we? You know, warts and all. But actually, you can deal, you can deal with it. You can deal with anything. You, you feel like you can. And, um, yeah, it's it's the best. It's the best feeling, mm. honestly. <laughs> you can see that my face right now. I'm screaming. That idea of confidence <laughs> and anything's possible. But you understand that you can make make mistakes as well whereas like when you were drinking if you made a mistake or making a fool of yourself was like the worst thing mm. ever whereas now with the confidence you're like I can try this if it doesn't work out so I think that's the authentic self because you're just like I'll give it my best shot and if things don't work it's still okay so that's why you're like yeah we'll start doing lives on Instagram and yeah we'll start banging on about the mommy wine culture and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and if it's yeah. like if it doesn't go great it doesn't go great Whereas you've got, like, just the anxiety is gone and the confidence comes with it. It does, doesn't it? You can laugh at yourself and you can have fun, you know. <laughs> like, again, alcohol, it just made, it made me so paranoid. Honestly, I just became, like, this complete, like, paranoid wreck. Um, whereas now it's just like, like you say, if you make an idiot out of yourself, so what? I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. It's part of the charm. It's all part of the charm. It's all, it's all part of the charm. Yeah. So, okay, good stuff. So, um, in terms of your relationship with your kids, um, so, you know, I think, what what would you say to that, Karen, in terms of, because you've got, your kids are 15 and... Eight. 15 yeah, and eight. 15 and, and eight, yeah. And Gillian, you're, you've got a six-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of you know what what has that done for your relationships with your kids? How's you know how's how's that gone? Well, for me, when I became a mum, the self doubt was just over was overwhelming. So I couldn't do anything for or with Alfie without second guessing uh, and criticising myself. Whereas now, 
Like I'm just pre- I'm much much more present. Um, mm-hmm. And like we were saying earlier, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. It's not beating myself up about it. Um, I can now say to myself that I am doing the best that I can on any given day. Um, whereas I probably, well, in fact, I know I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and say that when I was drinking. Um, and I just hope, well, I think Alfie maybe wouldn't remember me drinking, mm-hmm. but he has said things to me about, like, so a few weeks ago, we were in, it was like Aldi or Lido or something. I was in a supermarket that I wasn't normally in. And I was like, oh, come on up here to have a look. And I went up the drink aisle to have a look at their alcohol-free stuff. And Alfie came out and says, but you don't drink alcohol, mum. And I was like, and I just thought, where did he get that from? Because it's not something that I say to Alfie, but it just made me realise if he's picked that up, like what would he be picking up? If I was still drinking, That's like a really, really good point. Yeah, really good. They're point. so clever. Mm-hmm. Like they are getting, they are packing stuff up all the time. So when he said that to me, like I was almost like punching the air in the supermarket aisle. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, and now I think if I ever was to go ever like ever think about having a drink again, I'd hear that wee voice saying that to me. Um, so yeah, I think moving forward, I just hope that now, not that my mum and dad drank in front of me, I wouldn't say like my mum and dad were big drinkers, my dad went to the pub, my mum never drank, Yeah. but alcohol was always around as well, whereas I just now hope that as Alfie grows up, he's not in a house where alcohol is forever pre- is forever present and he can see that there's other options. Yeah. Mm. So, whereas, as I said, even though my parents weren't always drinking in the house or that, growing up at my age, it just felt as if alcohol was the only... Yeah, it was just everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah, I think it's, you know, that... It's gone into his subconscious somewhere, isn't it? Unless he's been overhearing you, overhearing you on Instagram shouting about being alcohol free. It's, it's who knows? Because we're almost like um, I don't know. Are we? Are because I'm thinking we're all around a similar age. Um, are we that first generation of kind of like? where our kids have seen us like make this transition and then they're seeing changes in the household where you're right our parents generation it was either you know you you, you know however heavy drinks or mum didn't drink or dad drunk but there's always alcohol around the house right so and then obviously you know and then our kids are seeing most of us obviously for for, for your case jill um obviously he's never he's not going to know known his mummy to, to to drink and then obviously karen and my, for me and you there's there's kind of like oh will they remember won't they you know so really really interesting that where that sort of where that kind of first generation and then you know who knows by the time they're our age then what alcohol might be it's going to be a swear word, right? It's going to be like smoking. It's going to like be smoking, like, yeah. it's going to be like, it's gone, you know, it's going to be like, uh, you know, covered up in the supermarket and stuff like that, you know, it's like, or speakeasy or, or something. It's all become poison and gone underground. Karen, you're in your health then. So, you know, paint, paint me the picture. There's sort of, you know, you've got, because obviously my daughter's 
14 coming up to 15 so you know is there what what's that situation like in your house when you know obviously you're not drinking at dinner you don't no. drink there's no is that you know is there there's no wine in the kitchen there's no signs what does that is that how's that impacted obviously you've talked about the benefits for for you and what it's done to your recent sort of life hmm. um what about your kids yeah, so Will is 15. So yeah. he has seen, he's seen both sides. He's seen both sides of mummy. Um, and yeah, I mean, when he was born, I really, really struggled. You know, mm. I, none of my friends had um, children. Uh, at the same time as me and I I was completely isolated and um, I carried on partying. <laughs> I carried on, carried on partying yeah. and, and that kind of continued. Now he, so Will will remember me drunk and it, there's been occasions that, you know, he's seen me in, in that state and mm. yeah, I felt, I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed um now I can talk to him about it and he is I mean he's incredibly sensible when I think back to you know I started drinking at 14 you know similar similar sort of story and and I think you know Will's not that he's not that boy you know hopefully um me sort of quitting around the age of like 13 when he became like a teenager I really hope that that's had an impact on him and he sees that you know that positive role model now um because you know I am a better mum and I am setting him a good example um and we can talk about it and he's so open you know and understanding about kind of what I've been through as well um Mm. And it does take some explaining because, you know, as adults, there's still so many people that think there's just two camps. You know, there's an alcoholic, someone who's got a problem and someone who hasn't. So I think, you know, just explaining to him that actually, you know, you saw how mummy was, it, it, it it didn't do me any good. It didn't suit me. And actually look at the changes that we've made since I've kind of quit it. And, you know, I... He's had the odd shandy, that kind of thing, but he's not bothered. He mm-hmm. is not bothered at all. Um, I don't drink. My husband hardly drinks at all anymore either. If there's a, you know, if there's an AF beer, then he'll have that, you right. know. So yeah. it's it's just a completely different household. Whereas, you know, me and my husband, I mean, we'd, we'd do four bottles of red wine in an evening. Yeah. You know. Yeah no problem um so yeah uh, james uh, i uh, he will have memories but i don't think they're really ingrained fortunately so Mm. i think hopefully i've kind of (laughs) you know maybe gotten away with that a little bit but yeah i definitely think with will um and you know he's i think he's proud of me and you know that means a lot yeah, that's amazing. And do you, do you have those conversations? Have you had conversations with him, or is it just because I, you know, the kids is are they? Is it just because it's a different culture where they don't seem that fast, or is it because it's mm. not in the house and there's not these signs up and there's not that bottle of wine opened every for the last you know few years every 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 night? Mm. I think one of the most powerful moments. So after I'd had you know, a bit of a binge or whatever, I, I sort of say to him or I said uh, something along the lines of, I'm really sorry, I'm not being a very good mum at the moment. And I was, you know, on a real downer after. 
and um, he was like, oh, you know, um, I don't want you doing, I don't want you feeling like that, like you're, um, you're the worst mum and um, and that you're all sad. He said, you don't need to feel like that. And I was like, wow, you know, I just think, where have you, where have you got that from? And now, and you can see, yeah, you can see how happy I am and, and we can have that open dialogue so much easier Um and I don't know, it has, it's really opened up our relationship um, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been nights that I'd sort of like passed out or whatever and he'd had, you know, had to put a cover over me and, you know, yeah. he shouldn't have to have done that. Yeah, no, it's, and it's not, it doesn't, you don't feel great when you look no. at those moments, do you? It's that going back to sort of, you know, that, that role modelling piece and, mm. and stuff like that. I also can't hide away from it. You know, it happened. Um, yeah, and, Yeah, but now. It allows, like, honest conversations, when the conversations have to be had. Yeah. Like, should well try drinking, mm. like, now or, or later on, like, you're able to have those real open yeah. and honest conversations instead of saying don't drink alcohol no. well like exactly in a night or two's time so um again it just provides much more frank discussion to take yeah. place and it is it's about just focusing on the the benefit like we always do it's about you know never telling people don't do that don't do that you're giving up that it, you know that doesn't that doesn't serve anyone, does it? It just will switch you off. Whereas actually, by just sort of saying, you know, seeing the benefits and, and living and breathing it every day, that's far more powerful. Far more powerful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all part of that role modelling piece, isn't it? Which mm. is that kind of what I want to. It's what I want to look back on. I want to look back and say I was a role model. You know, and I think that's you always look back and say, well, most of us look back and say I did my best, right? But I think to look back and say, you know, I did my best and also I was a role model, um, I think carries a bit of extra, a bit of extra weight because, yeah, you're, you know, um, the generation we grew up in was very much, you know, do as I say, wasn't it? It was like, right, um, you know, you can't smoke, but... I smoke or you can't, you're, you're not drinking, but, yeah. uh, you know, their house is full up with drinking. It's been, you know, it's been on display since, you know, I'm three years old, but, you know, low retired if I, low, you know, <laughs> if I had a drink, you know, um, as, you know, and, you know, as a teenager, you would get hung, drawn and quartered, even though you've got alcohol all around you and you've got, you know, cupboards full of alcohol in the house. But if you had a sip at 13, you would get right, you know, Mary Howard break loose, you know, so, um you know, and by obviously in removing that, it's like you, you're you're a role model, and I think that's I think I think there's real power in that. So, so if I'm you know, if I'm if mums are listening to this, they're like, do you know what? You know, I get it. You know, um, you know, but it's stressful. I've got three kids. Um, you know, it really is tough out there. Just need something to take the edge off it at the end of the night. That famous saying. What what would what would you say to them? You know, if if, if anyone's listening, um, what, what what's what would you say? I think well, seek some, seek a tribe, seek some yeah. support. Yeah. Fundamental. Um, I so I this is this is my forever sober streak. I did uh, go alcohol free for 18 months back in um, 2019 and um, 
I felt amazing. I was doing mm. running and this and this and that. However, I didn't grow that tribe around me and I still was I was still isolated, you know, I was still kind of on my own. I was still the only person doing that. And I think you need to have people you can talk to, you can bounce off people that are going through it, um, the same as you, or or even just got that sober curious kind of yeah. you know, who are thinking about it. And I think for me that's absolutely fundamental. Don't don't try and don't try and do it go alone because you know there's so many amazing people out there. Obviously Jill and I. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> there is there's so much support um out there. So I'd say that's the, definitely the first thing for me. Jill, anything you would really uh, sort of get to get to get someone off on the right on the right track? Um, definitely the tribe. Um, yeah. I mean, what you said there, Justin, about it being hard, it being stressful, being a mum is, um, but it's okay to say that, and it's okay. Like this idea of the perfect mum, just put it to one side. Also, acknowledge that giving up drink. It's going to be hard. It's going to, it's probably one of the hardest things I've done in the beginning and certainly doing it on my own, but just try it. Like, see once you try it and get a good enough stint under the belt, mm. the benefits speak for themselves. Yeah. And you spoke, you said earlier, Justin, about we all want to say that we've done our best. I was not doing my best when I was drinking. Mm. I was at, I was nowhere near doing my best. Now, I can actually say that I am doing my best. Mm-hmm. There's a long way to go, and I'll keep trying, but I can actually look at myself in the mirror and say, I am doing my best, and I'm doing the best for my kids as well. So get, just give it a go, find a tribe, and let the benefits speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like... You don't need to take her word for it. You will. You'll see them and you'll feel them and other people will see it in you too. You'll start to get that. Well, what are you doing? You yeah. look great. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird, isn't it? The Somebody, I don't know if you've, you've probably found this, but someone, when you least expect it, um, will say the smallest thing that has the biggest impact on you, not the... You know, you might have told the world and done the posts and set up the Instagram feed and da, 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 and you'll get the nice messages. But there's that one little thing. Um, and, um, um, you know, it, and for me, it was it actually come recently. I did a I think it was I think it was LinkedIn. I did a post on and I put a picture up, selfie or whatever. And uh, and and someone commented and they went bloody how are you getting younger and it was like the most do you know what i mean it was like it's a bit of fun and it wasn't you know and it, but it was it was like do you know what yeah like you know i'm i'm looking probably the best i've i've looked for a long time and that you know skin and less bloated you know obviously there was a few filters on the picture of course there was but um you know what i mean yeah yeah of course um but um do you know what i mean it's that little that's something from a you know from from someone you know i'd worked with 10 years ago it's like do you know what i mean that little that little comment like i suppose we're here to talk about the mommy wine culture Mm. Yeah. See when your kid says something to you. Mm. Yeah. Like one day um I was 
we were away on holiday and I was about to go and run or something and Alfie came out with my like running glasses and my headband on. He was like, Mum, Mum, I look like you. And I was like, God, he could have he could have had something else in his hand or he could have said or done something else like a couple of years ago. Like, oh, Mum's juice. So do you know that way? But he was able to pick out from a positive behaviour that I've got as a result of not drinking. So when they say something to you like that, that makes it all all worthwhile yeah that's the game changer isn't it that's 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 the game changer when um yeah when when immediate family as opposed to sort of yeah the random the random stranger right that's when it all sort of click click clicks into place i think alfie sounds like pretty like completely switched on to this af mum it's like there's there's some super mum powers going on here <laughs> Jill. Hopefully, hopefully it will yeah. long may continue. <laughs> yeah. But um, to your point, I'm both mentioning tribes. Um, yeah, a- absolutely, and I'll you know I'll, I'll echo that. I think you've got to you know I always say that I wish all the tribes had been around like years ago because mm-hmm. you know um, uh, like I think you said um, Karen about that 18 months I I did everything a bit sneakily you know it was like and it and I think when you do it a bit sneakily and it, it just takes forever and the mm-hmm. blips and then uh, then you've got to go on and then it, all of a sudden it becomes like you know, a five-year journey whereas actually if you've got that, you know, because it's all a bit sort of, it was all, you know, um, wrapped up in that kind of like sneaky shame bit. And, you know, when I went AF, there was only Beck's Blue. So it was like sneaking two bottles of Beck's Blue into a point, pretending I'm drinking a point. You don't have to do that any, anymore, you know. And I, like like your hubby, right? He has an AF yeah. beer. He's like, do you know what? I'm just going to have an alcohol-free beer. I'll still drink. But do you know what? It's like, it's, it's, it's acceptable to do that now. Yeah. And I just... If all this was around and and the tribes that we're connected with were around, I think I think that's like you know that is you know even if you're cu- curious, get in there with a tribe, see what's going on, stay curious. You don't have to be all super duper, um, you know, and just be curious about you know. And I, I I feel quite passionate about that because my my alcohol-free benefits are all leaned towards, kind uh, you touched them, Karen, but, you know, a bit authentic, bit of, um, you know, a bit of a, a natural confidence, peeling back the layers. You know, for me, I always say, I started looking people in the eye. You know, I started having, I started having real conversations with people where I wasn't edgy, you know, and, mm. you know, and actually I never thought I was edgy, but I, now looking back, I was completely edgy. Yeah. You know? And then sort yeah. of like about, oh, yeah, networking event at night, oh, I'm not going, you know, whereas mm. now I'm like, actually, if there's something going on, I want to be, I'm, I'm kind of game on. It's like, actually, I want to meet a stranger. Do you know what I mean? I want to talk about uh, years ago. I was like, don't don't speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's like, so uh, so yeah. I I I, I, to- I I totally agree with that. And and kind of tribes that you're sort of into in with at the moment. I mean, where what's what's going on um, in terms of the AF space? Is there anything is still your your sort of champion or pioneer, or have you got Facebook groups, or you're just Insta lives, or? Yes, we're going to continue to do our Insta, uh, Instagram live, so uh, every other Friday. Uh, so the next one um, will be on the 24th of March, so um, 
and then after that it's going to be uh, Easter Good Friday I believe where we're actually going to go a little bit uh, a little bit rogue on that one aren't we and do a little bit of an Easter special I think Jill on that one <laughs> I love rogue I love rogue <laughs> <laughs> love to do it go off on a tangent um so yeah i think you know we're, we're going to continue to do that definitely i think this is going to be the start of of more for for me and jill um you know jill i know you've got your your af groups as well um through your coaching page yeah so i got like my coaching and i also do some like alcohol free challenges um for People, it's mainly women that join, um, but it's not exclusively to women. And I just do like a wee monthly challenge. Mm. Um, I think sometimes that kind of gives people the permission to just say, oh, I'm just trying this. Like there's nothing permanent. There's no big bold statement. You're just taking a break, seeing what you can do. Um, and then we just meet every week on Zoom and just like, talk over some of the challenges and celebrate the successes as well. So I do we mix our one-to-one stuff and group stuff as well. Yeah, I quite like that. There's not that bold statement. You know, it doesn't I always it doesn't have to be that that jump off a cliff, you know. Um with with any of this, we're giving up alcohol for or going on self-development journey or, you know, for me it's like you know, a lot of working with a lot of people in the sort of career um career chain space which obviously karen your your sort of journey is really resonating with me because you've been able to sort of get things on your terms and yeah. you know and move away from this kind of like a, a kind of probably a job that you felt you'd be doing to your 65 oh, age and now you're kind yeah. of like so i'm i'm a massive advocate in you know you don't need to be jumping off cliffs of any of this you don't no. need to be making big bold statements just start slowly and see what it feels like with all of this exactly and that's the thing isn't it i think it is just just start with a challenge i mean you know you just build that momentum and honestly the the things that have happened literally i mean such a big year last year so many different things happened and it it just sort of snowballed really but it just started you know with with taking a break yeah, take it, taking that, taking that first step. So, okay, I think we're kind of that's a real nice place to start to uh, to, to wrap up. So, um, thanks very much for coming on. That was really really cool. Um, Jill, where can people find you? What's the uh, you know where can if anyone's sort of interested in your monthly challenge or some of your work. So I'm at Gillian Brown Coaching on yeah. Instagram and GB Coaching on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And you also do you you do a lot of self development stuff as well, don't you? You're talking about sort of not just alcohol free stuff. You're talking about all the you know a lot about journaling and about sort of all all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Uh huh. So like I try and introduce some of the tools that like helped me along with giving up alcohol. So I mean I do bang on a lot about giving up alcohol, as we all know. It's a bit of a but yeah, I do I think for some mums, like they don't need to give up alcohol, but they do need to find time and space to focus on themselves. Um so I kinda want to support mums to 
support themselves and just be a better version of them so that they can in turn feel like they are showing up for everyone else in their life but themselves first and foremost yeah that's a real and we'll just touch on that because i said we we haven't covered that but i think that's that's a real powerful point is that creating space to you know make room for you know something that you know to become a better you right and that's i I think it's just creating that space can lead on to better things and it's it's what I find it doesn't matter male, female, is if you can create a space and you can take those moments to, you know, just start thinking about this stuff. And it doesn't have to be, oh, yeah, I'm up at five in the morning, I'm kombucha tea, I'm meditating, I'm, you know, I've got, it doesn't have to be that. That's some of that stuff scary. Obviously, it can be that and you might go on to that, but it can just be just take five. Where are you at? How do you feel? Do you know what I mean? I think that's what what's quite powerful, you know. Yeah, or trying to say, like, trying to be better is not something else to knock yourself on the head with. Like, it's not meant to be another pressure. It's just about feeling better in yourself. And whether that's um, getting up early, whether it's stopping drinking, whether it's, like, reading a page of a book, it's just about carving out time for you, being able Mm -hmm. to learn to say who you are and what makes you happy. Um, but some mums don't give themselves time for that. So Yeah. Yeah. It's rediscovering your authentic self, isn't it? You do, you lose it as a mum. Yeah. You know, you do. You 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 feel like you've lost your identity. And I think just taking that time out to rediscover who you are or understand who you are or accept who you are. Yeah. And that loss of identity is 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 horrible. It's mm-hmm. a real you know that can have that can have real repercussions, can't it? It's not like I'm drinking, I've you know I've put on a bit of weight. I'm not looking grey, and it's mm. it's that. I think you know that there's a place for that, but I think feeling like you know I've lost my I've lost my way. Mm. That's where this you know a slippery slope. Going back to what you know the big thing about Nicola and what we talked about yeah. that feeling of you know what's it all about what am i here for what's going on i'm not in control i'm not what's what's my life purpose and and stuff you know so i think that's um you know regaining that back is mm. is 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 you know it's the most powerful thing that, mm. that sense of like what what you've done karen really is is you know what i mean if it was that kind of re refinding yourself you know and that's that mm. You know, um, it's in, if you look at Joseph Campbell's work, Man's Search, or, or no, sorry, that's uh, Man, Joseph Campbell's work, The Hero's Journey. That's mm. really what that is all about, which is mm. that kind of, you know, you go on this discovery, you lose yourself, you then sort of find yourself and you go in full circle, you know, and mm. then real, I think there's so much sort of, sort of weight in that. So, yeah, so, and Karen, you're sozzled to sober. Yes, what a hashtag. <laughs> I'm 
know. That was a moment of genius. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alcohol-free uh, mind. So, yeah, uh, Instagram, uh, sozzled underscore to underscore underscore sober. Um, I am on Facebook as sozzled to sober as yeah. well. However, I don't do a lot, so I do need to need to get better on that. But, um, yeah. yeah, so Instagram, sozzled to sober is my page, and that's where you'll find uh, Jill and I um, for our lives. Uh, and, yeah, I guess there's there's still some um development that you know i'm doing and and some work that i'm progressing i kind of had to put it on the back burner sort of through the move and everything at the back end of last year so yeah again just really trying to focus on um empowering women yeah that's the goal (laughs) that's the goal so and i you know i just want to say just just keep going just keep going because i'm I'm really enjoying, you know, listening to your your conversations, your messages. And I, I just think, that, you know, um, it's, it's a powerful message. And I think, you know, I'm hoping that any mums listening to, to this show can really just, you know, um, really think about, you know, how any changes that they can make or if, you know, how they can, you know, help others and and sort of, you know, really, really think about what you've what, what you've talked about today. Perfect. Thank you. And yeah, just just give us a look. Give us a shout. <laughs> yeah. OK. All right, guys. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll speak soon. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to everything that, that you guys are doing. Thanks, Justin. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. It. Yeah, take care. Take care.